0: Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. Today, we're gonna talk about stress and how it manifests in our body. Mental health's been a recurring theme in the show, but today we're gonna take a different perspective and look at it from the physical side of things. Now, we've all felt it. When our body's stressed, our muscles tense up. Muscle tension's almost a reflex to stress. It's our body's way of guarding against injury and pain. We only hope that when this tension passes and the stressful situation is gone, that we'll relax. But when our muscles are tense for long periods of time, this may trigger other reactions of the body and even promote stress-related disorders. Well, here to tell us more about how this happens and what we can do to help it is Carolyn Hapgood. She's a multi-talented practitioner. She's a counselor, yoga therapist, and Reiki master. And here's her thing. She approaches wellness by looking at the mind and the body. She's been working in the field of counseling since 1992, and at one point, she realized that her talk therapy was only part of the journey for her patients. Stress and traumatic events are stored in the body, as well as the mind, and this develops tension and tension patterns. Well, she'll explain that this impacts our mobility and can lead to chronic pain. So today we sat down in her clinic to chat about her unique approach to helping the mind by treating the whole person, including the body. Well, Carolyn, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Mike.
0: Um, Can you tell the folks a little bit about your background and what it is you do here?
1: Of course, I am a a therapist, a talk therapist, uh, and I blend a number of other modalities. Um, I have a private practice, and I blend a number of modalities with talk therapy, such as uh, yoga therapy, um tremoring which we're going to talk about today because that's a sort of a foreign word and uh and reiki so i, I come at um like wellness uh, more holistically than much, just talking
0: much more of a body and mind type combination i think that's Absolutely. and that's one of the things I, I think is so unique about your practice is that you do take this more holistic approach towards it um one of the things people may not have heard of, because I had to look it up myself, uh, but we had talked about this in the past, is that it's a tension-relieving type exercise. Explain a bit about that.
1: Sure. Um, so TRE stands for Tension and Trauma-Releasing Exercises. And uh, it was developed by a man named Dr. David Percelli. Uh He's a traumatologist, and he worked in many war-torn countries uh, during active war time. And um, he uh, became, uh, you know, he succumbed to those circumstances himself, ended up with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder himself. Um, but while he was working over in those areas, he noticed some things that were happening with people's physical bodies, physical reactions that were involuntary. When, uh, People were, you know, in extreme circumstances. So, for instance, um, if he was in, say, a bomb shelter and there was other people in the room with him. uh, And, you know, there was bombs going off, so large noises. He noticed that every body, every physical body in the room um, came into like a fetal position of some sort or or like a curling in uh, to some degree. And these were people who didn't know each other, didn't speak the same language. It wasn't cultural or taught or anything, this movement. It was an instinctual primitive response of the physical body to an extreme stressor. So he noticed that, he noticed the the contraction inward. He also noticed that uh, children over there uh, during bombings would shake, their full bodies would come in full body tremor and they would shake. Uh, but adults wouldn't let themselves shake. So adults wouldn't shake, children would shake. And he became very curious about those things and started to study the human body and the stress response. So the physical response to uh, extreme stressors. And he came up with um, these exercises that would release tension is basically gets into this response that curls in and shakes, he realized that that's something that's trying to balance our nervous systems, trying to calm us down, whereas we interpret shaking as something that's either pathological, and sometimes it is, but uh, nervous shaking, um, panicky shaking, or just you know shaking in general, is not necessarily pathological. So he realized that the body was trying to balance itself out, trying to calm the nervous system down, and so he studied these muscles, what he calls the stress muscles of the body, and uh, said, "If this is an instinctual response, there's some way to get at it as well to release some tension." So he he sort of came about it that way and and uh, did a lot of research and figured out how to get us to how to get us to shake. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, and we we did some of that earlier, and we're going to talk about that today because I've been in the health and exercise field for a long time, and it was surprising, uh, you know, the, the response of your body by doing some really really simple, simple movements. So this was this was kind of found out by a physician during a really traumatic event. You know, there's some people obviously with some PTSD, but yep. I feel like this isn't just for those people.
1: No, you're right. This um, it started out. In a in a manner that was more um, related to you know s- extreme stressors, um, Dr. Bruselli did this TRE technique primarily with the military for many years, and um, or, or people who were exposed to you know some serious traumatic events, stressful events. So that's how it began, but. It is now more of a technique for every, anybody mm-hmm. um, because everyone has stress. We all guard against stress. and what I mean by that is when we're t- when we are stressed out, if you think about it, there, if you know you could ask anyone, when you're under pressure, when you're stressed, what part of your body do you feel it in? Mm-hmm. And everybody will point somewhere, like my neck or my jaw or my back or my belly, you know. So it's it's more of um, when we're stressed, our physical body tightens, grips, curls in, mm-hmm. and as a result, the muscles in on a muscular level only. Um, there's a lot of tension, a lot of holding, mm-hmm. it can become unconscious patterns. We can be grinding our teeth at night, holding our jaw tight, yep. all kinds of things like that. And it can be just the physical response to stress. So. Most people have experiences like that at some point in their life. Mm -hmm. Some people uh, who are exposed to a lot of trauma, and it can be either victims of trauma, or it can be people who are exposed to trauma, say, um, through, like, first responders, Mm -hmm. primary example, Um, people working in the medical fields, you know military police officers there's a, there's lots of then categories or groups of people who will experience uh, more traumatic stress mm-hmm. so they will benefit even more uh, by this technique
0: right and it's funny you say that because that whole resistance to shaking that is common for people we do lock up we clench our jaws we do all sorts of stuff because i can see how it can be perceived if your knees are shaking and you're you know, wimp or something like you're, you're not actually letting it sort of kick in. So that's nice. Uh, that it kind of makes sense that freeing that up would make a difference for folks. Mm-hmm. Um, how has the pandemic affected stress in the people that you see on a day to day basis?
1: A fair bit, you know, um, as you can imagine, there's a, a, lo- a lot of people are their circumstances have changed significantly, either economically, uh, just a family being in a closed quarters mm. for a long time, and <laughs> without our usual outlets of exercise or, or walking or just going to work or school or all the all the activities we're used to, that alone uh, is very difficult, very challenging. Mm. So uh, the stress has really um, increased for people. And then when you're home watching lately too much news. Yeah. Right uh adds to it is a huge factor in stress is watching too much news um because there's a lot going on in the world yes there know. is
0: yeah especially the next couple weeks
1: <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that
0: <laughs> no yeah the uh i'm looking at your office you're in your office right now and you've got lots of certificates on the wall um what made you branch off into this very unique aspect of mental health
1: mm-hmm. okay um Well, I've been in the counseling field and working with people in a mental health capacity since 1992. Mm. Um, During that time, uh, I had my own stressors. I had my own traumatic events happen. I, you know, had a point in my career where I burnt out. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to have availed of talk therapy and i was very open to talking had no trouble with it and it helped but there was always something that i felt like i wasn't quite getting at and i didn't know what or how Um, but i began to the more self-aware i became i began to realize that it was um tension and and basically trauma or stress just trapped stored physically in my body. I had a lot of pain from head to toe. Um, and I was going to see a massage therapist every couple of weeks for 21 years to deal with physical pain. Um, and basically, it was this tension that was stored in my in my body. Mm. So I came to realize that on a personal level. I was seeing something in my clients as well. You know, they were able to talk. and But I always felt like it was something we couldn't tap into. So... Through yoga, I had a lot of people suggest, you know, try yoga, try yoga, try yoga. So finally I tried yoga and it helped a lot. And then through becoming a yoga therapist, I uh, learned some more. And then, you know, when this tremoring, um, so the, this tremoring mechanism is called neurogenic tremoring. Um, one of my colleagues actually uh, said, you know, this sounds a lot like you so her and i went and did the training together and uh, down in arizona and it it just basically added another element and people are getting at that you know we, we can we can walk through the world through life living in our heads and being completely disconnected from the body and the body can be a really scary place to connect to So this uh, neurogenic tremoring can, you know, really bring you down into the body, get you used to the body story of life. And uh, it can be very, very therapeutic.
0: We're here talking with Carolyn Hapgood, who's a multidisciplinary counselor and owner of Potentiality, a wellness company based in St. John's, Newfoundland. She's talking about the importance of addressing both the body and the mind when it comes to mental health. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. I'm here with Carolyn Hapgood, who's a multidisciplinary counselor and owner of Potentiality, a wellness company based here in St. John's. In this segment, she'll walk us through the unique treatments she uses with her patients to tap into the physical aspect of mental health. Let's get back to the interview. I think some people, um, they might not be comfortable in their body. And I think that was one thing that maybe that you said the pandemic sort of brought out in folks is that all of a sudden, now that they're in their head and their body's not connected and there's not the normal outlets we have and the distractions. And so... Are you finding that when people are able to connect with that, they're able to better handle their their mental health side of things as well? Just on not, not just with the with the uh, the tension releasing exercise, but with yoga and other forms of physical activity.
1: Absolutely yes. Um, yeah, I mean we have lots of distractions in life, and and it also provides us with lots of valid excuses not to exercise, not to do much with the body, mm-hmm. but they they still are excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pandemic sort of trapped us and, uh, for a while anyway, Mm -hmm. and, you know, people were feeling a lot of anxiety and we often can get those emotions and, uh, feelings of stress and tension and, and emotional discomfort out through moving the body. Mm -hmm. So the, the whole idea of say yoga, mindfulness is a nice, easy way to transition from a life lived in the mind to more of a holistic approach to your life, your healing, your health. Yoga is a nice, soft, gentle transition, Mm -hmm. depending on what style of yoga you choose. Um, But it can help you get more aware, more in touch with yourself. And when there's release in the body, your nervous system relaxes. And when your nervous system relaxes, emotions are calmer, they're more easy to regulate, your thoughts are uh, they don't race as much. You're again in a more calmed system.
0: Yeah. It's funny you say that, because I think that you know, the, the whole link between exercise and mental health really is it's relatively new because when I first started in kinesiology, it wasn't seen as like being one of the most beneficial aspects of exercise, but Knowing that, it's probably, I think it's probably helped me a lot in my life being able to have that physical release. But this exercise, uh, these exercises that you do with people, we'll talk about those now because what they do is they are trying to unleash some of that trapped tension that's in the body that some people may never have a release for. Mm-hmm. and they may have lots of stressful events in their lives. Like, for example, with you, when you're working with people and, you know, dealing with different stresses, they're seeing on a day-to-day basis, hour after hour, I could see how that could be beneficial. So, sort of, walk me through what you do with these exercises, um, how they work, and, and you know, best mm-hmm. we can over radio.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it would be nice to demonstrate it with a visual, but it's hard. So, basically, with TRE, uh, Tension and Trauma Releasing Exercises, they're fatiguing certain muscles, stretching other muscles. Um, you know, it starts with the feet, works up the legs, into the caps, you know, the, so the full legs are, are stretched and fatigued. Uh, the psoas muscles in particular, which are muscles that are central to the body, they start in the centre of, of, of the spine, around the, where the diaphragm is, so it also affects your breathing. Um, moves right down into the the legs. So that muscle in particular is really released and stretched with these exercises. And then after we basically get our awareness into the body, get some breathing done, some moving around, a little bit of fatiguing, then your body is just more prepped. Certain particular muscles are prepped, muscles that store tension in particular, um, for this tremor mechanism. To happen. So when we come to the floor to tremor, you're lying on your back and, you know, you, you take a few positions where you're going to induce a, a neurogenic tremor that starts in the legs or hip flexors, but can move anywhere in the body. It's very weird, mm-hmm. very unique. Okay. Uh, most people think or a lot of people think, well, I'm not... Going to shake. I'm not going to tremor. Yeah, okay. that doesn't even make sense to me. What you're talking about, you
0: know. For my experience, just now, for anybody listening, uh, I, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect, and we went through some simple exercises, and my legs were shaking within a short period of time. So, even though it's hard to explain or understand, it literally does activate uh, the nervous system. It
1: activates yeah. your nervous system exactly. So it, it, you know it's a safe technique. What I love about it is that you don't you, know, you can do it on your own once you learn how to do it safely. Mm-hmm. And it can be uh, super beneficial for releasing tension from your body, but you're basically lying on the floor, and your body is in, involuntarily moving around, involuntarily shaking, or tremoring or trembling, vibrating. Different sensations happen, and it can happen anywhere in the body. And it's a primitive, instinctual response that begins in the brainstem and the motor cortex. And it's a, it's a neurological response. It's called neurogenic tremoring. So you do it for a number of minutes, depending on your experience with it, whether it's a positive or a negative experience. And then you, you can stop it at any time, which is pretty neat. So even though it's involuntary response, You have control the whole time because you can stop it Mm -hmm. so that's important so it's like we can turn this on but we can also turn this off we're used to keeping it turned off Mm -hmm. you know throughout our day like you said earlier we get embarrassed if we find ourselves shaking so if my hand is trembling if i'm nervous or if my lip is quivering because i'm about to have an uncomfortable conversation with someone and i'm really activated um you know we shut all that down Mm -hmm. by tensing up yeah so this gives the body um, a way to shake off the stress to balance your nervous system yeah so our body is an organism and it's always trying to regulate itself so our brains are doing all kinds of things to regulate heartbeat and breathing and hormone secretion and you know digestion like there, there's always uh an equilibrium trying to be balanced trying to be found by your body and you don't have to think about that Mm -hmm. it's just doing it all day long Mm -hmm. balance 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 if you get cold you shiver if you get too warm you sweat so the body is always trying to regulate this is the exact same type of thing Mm -hmm. so when we're overwhelmed and we become very emotional and we begin to shake It's just another way that the body is trying to regulate itself and balance itself out.
0: Well, okay. So you said, you know, people carry stress in different ways. They carry their neck or they carry their jaw, they carry whatever. The way I would describe, you know, the, the tremoring would be that it's like the shaking you get from doing like a wall sit where your legs are shaking without the exhaustion. So really it seemed like you were putting me in postures that allowed my muscles to relax, but be able to have that nervous system response that, the only way I've ever been able to be able to make my muscles shake like that is by going to failure in an exercise. So it was kind of a really interesting way to be able to sort of have that nervous system activated at a very, very low level of intensity, which was interesting. I could see why that could be less stressful for folks. Right. And the theory is that, you know, by doing this, you're actually, you're, you're relaxing those chronically tight areas of the body that are holding on to tension because of whatever's going on in your life. We're talking with Carolyn Hapgood, who's a multidisciplinary counselor and owner of Potentiality, a wellness company based in St. John's. She's talking about the importance of taking care of your body and your mind. We'll be right back. Welcome back, I'm here with Carolyn Hapgood, who's a multidisciplinary counselor and owner of Potentiality, a wellness company based here in St. John's. She's talking about her tension releasing exercise techniques that she uses with patients ranging from the military to us average Joes. Let's check it out. So when people do this, how often do they have to do it? How long does it take? You know, what are some things around that for Mm -hmm. duration?
1: Yeah. So it depends. Most people um, can have like a really positive experience. You can go online and you know you find all kinds of stuff on youtube about how to do this and they'll be fine um some people have uh experiences that are that they would find uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so we generally say that just to err on the side of caution to do it with someone who's trained um to find a provider so so this can be done in the format of tre tension, trauma, releasing exercises, or it can be done in the format called neurogenic yoga. Mm. So in um, our province in particular, I am aware of four of us in the province who, who are trained in this, mm. either a neurogenic yoga or TRE. So there's people here in province that have this training. You can also go online and find what's called a, a provider mm-hmm. and people can work with you online. So the hope is that you you have an experience with someone who knows what they're doing so that if you have an uncomfortable experience, mm-hmm. you know what to do. Yeah. So that you feel safe, you feel comfortable because it is a different, it's very unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a different way to work with yourself. Um, after you have worked with someone for you know a number of times and that's basically decided between you and that person. Some people want, like the safety of working with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, after you've worked with someone for a while, if you're comfortable, you do it at home then on your own time, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful thing about it. Um, you can do it like two, three times a week at the most, but twice a week is great. Mm-hmm. Even if you do it once a week is great. Even if you do it once a month is great because it's not something that you've regularly did before. So, mm-hmm. You know, but I, I would I would say once or twice a week would be really, really helpful to keep your nervous system balanced. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you deal with a lot of people with, with some serious, you know, trauma as well. I think you do work mm-hmm. with like the military and some other first responders. Can tell me yeah. a little bit about how that benefits those populations?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So in particular, first responders, military personnel, you know, people who end up, very quickly being in highly charged environments, we'll say, mm. or witnessing very traumatic uh, scenes. You know, that can leave an imprint uh, in, in the mind, in the body. It can basically overall leave an imprint. And um, some people struggle with memories of an incident. Other people don't necessarily struggle in that fashion, but they're walking around in the world, walking through life in a highly charged body mm-hmm. or a completely disconnected body. So we can go one way or the other. We can become hyper aroused or hypo aroused where you sort of, you, you become more flat mm-hmm. than, than normal. But in either example, your nervous system is not balanced anymore. Yes. So that's p- predominantly happens more in people who experience trauma or high stress, uh, situations, uh, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So first responders, you know, can, uh, some of them see some of these things daily or their nervous system has to be ramped up to react and help and, um, on a daily basis. So yeah. Yeah. so well, the nervous system can get stuck there then.
0: Well, it's interesting to say that because we're under significantly more stress this generation than anybody has in the past. I just, it just came to mind. I, mean, I hear about the anxiety in younger people these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that kids aren't out there playing as much as they used to and things like that. They're, they're much more sedentary. What about for kids?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. So we, we can use this mechanism with children. Mm-hmm. Children love it. They have a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, they shake easier than adults because mm-hmm. they don't have the, you know, the the judgment of, Oh, I'm going to look, silly or you know those things yeah so uh yeah kids enjoy it Mm. um and will shake much easier and they generally have to shake for less Mm. because they're like they don't have as much stored in the body right
0: the history yet
1: yeah that's right um but just good to go back to the to the military and the um the first responders just as examples or people in the um in the medical system Mm. um you know, extended periods of time with your nervous system out of balance or hyped up to deal with the situation, you can your body can, can then get stuck there. Your nervous system can get stuck. And it's really hard then to turn it off. Yeah. And you'll hear people say things like, relax. I don't know how to relax. I don't even know what that means. Like I don't have that experience anymore because... They, they literally can't get their body to relax. They, they cannot get the nervous system to slow down or calm down. So this, doing this tremoring response is really interesting because it can then give the person um, a framework that or, or um, a reference because after you generally feel very different than Mm -hmm. when you first started tremoring okay so after a tremor session you'll feel different in your body and you hear people say things like oh this is what it's like to have a system that's calmer okay so one of the biggest benefits is if you use this as a regular practice just like people use going to the gym or doing yoga or whatever their thing is running things like that If you use this as well, this tremoring mechanism, each time you do it, your your nervous system calms down a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more. And you can actually get your nervous system to come back to more of a baseline. So your default is not stuck on anymore. Mm. It's actually in a more relaxed state. When that happens... When our bodies and our nervous systems are normally going through life, uh, not in the stress response, not in fight or flight, not stuck there, then everything else follows suit. So Mm -hmm. your breathing changes. You breathe. You don't hold your breath as much. You breathe deeper. You can take freer breathing. Yeah. You know, you freer, freer breaths, I should say. Um, Your thoughts slow down, your emotions calm down because your system is more balanced. So if you can, you can literally change your emotional state and your cognitive state by balancing your physical nervous system. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest benefits. It can really take the edge off of you. You can become more tolerant. You can have better sleep. Uh, You're moving around in your body differently. You listen to yourself differently. You start to feed yourself differently because you're in a more healthy, balanced state.
0: It's funny you say that because I'm sure that a lot of people's bad backs are caused by tension and if they were able to fix those stresses that are leading to that chronic tension then they would better and they would sleep better and they would have a longer fuse and they would have a million other things that affect their lives which mm-hmm. is so critically important for people but it's probably something again you you reached out to this sort of approach towards looking at the body because you probably without having that out of the way then you can't get through to people on that talk side. so you are a trained counselor and you've been dealing with people and talking to them for years about their problem but this is this is probably a way to be able to circumvent that or at least get to them easier
1: it's yeah a lot of people don't want to talk mm. you can get at some of the some of this tension stuff through the body but if when so when people come in to me and say oh my gosh, my back is hurting, or I threw my back out and it was such a weird thing. All I did was bend over and do this, or I just did this slight little movement, threw my back out. My very first question always is, what was happening emotionally? The the days prior to that, the couple of days leading up to that, what was happening for you emotionally? And I don't recall having anyone say nothing. Mm -hmm. Everyone goes, oh, well, there was this event and the back
0: comes out. That's because we're on a daily basis too, we're facing stress on some way or another. I mean, we think about our lives, they are quite stressful in a lot of ways. Some people's are more than others, and then they mm-hmm. deal with it in different ways. Um, so so yeah, I think that that's that's a big aspect. We know that the physical exertion that helps, you know, and having a target exercise helps, but let's talk about some other lifestyle aspects. You know, what are some other things that people should be doing to complement this type of of work?
1: Um, so lifestyle, yeah, there's, there's lots of things. And you know, when you're not feeling good about yourself and if you're not taking and you, and you have a lot of stored trauma or stress in the body, you're going to get into these really interesting patterns of behavior where you, you don't want to take care of yourself. Like people, most people understand that we should hydrate and eat good food and, you know, exercise and and do all these healthy things. Most people understand that, not everyone, but most. And some people try or, or have the desire to, and then they find this piece of like, I can't get motivated or I can do it for a little while and then I just fall off. And so when you're working with your body, when you start to release some of the stress from your body, Some of this other stuff can sort of fall into place because you feel different. Your body is in a healthier place. And then you more likely will want to drink lots of water, Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: not soft drinks. I shouldn't use labels, I guess, but soft drinks. It's okay. Um, We'll want to eat, you know, um, less processed food and more whole foods and plant based foods and all these good, uh, healthy choices. Uh, and you'll feel good about nourishing yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you're living in a body that is trapped full of stress and trauma and tension, th- those that doesn't always resonate. No. It just doesn't always resonate. Mm-hmm. So you, you generally want to feed yourself better. You want to hydrate. You want to look after yourself. You want to move around more. And then when the body has some of these releases and more freedom, uh, then things like being mindful and doing meditation
0: mm-hmm.
1: are more accessible. Yeah. Because if you're living in an anxious body, meditation <laughs> is very challenging, Yeah. to say the least. Yeah. Meditation is challenging anyway for a lot of people, um, but it is brilliant and it can take you to, I, mean, I cannot say enough positive things about meditation. Um, But if you're living in an anxious body, it's gonna be way more.
0: It's hard, yeah, you don't have to chase the car. We're talking mental health with multidisciplinary counselor, Carolyn Hapgood. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. We're talking mental health with Carolyn Hapgood, who's a multidisciplinary practitioner and counselor. She's talking about our tension, releasing exercises and other things we can do to preserve our mental health during some trying times. Let's check it out. Uh, jesse sterling was on talking about meditation it was great He put people through a five minute one mm-hmm. but i think that's really the point of this show I, I think for for folks is that we all know we need to exercise more and drink more water and eat perfectly and meditate and all these other things but a lot of people don't know why they can't right right and so this might be one of the reasons so if i'm listening to this and i'm like this kind of resonates with me mm-hmm. um what are some things people could sort of recognize themselves as signs that maybe that they could benefit from this? Mm
1: -hmm. So, okay. I'm going to have to ask you to ask me that
0: question. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So if, if I'm listening to this and I'll just use the other one, whatever, but if I'm listening to this and I'm starting to resonate and I'm like, this sounds kind of like me, you know, I, I think I could, I could benefit from this, but like, how do I know if it's right for me or what can I sort of, is there any self checks or signs and symptoms I could look for?
1: So one of the, um, one of the te- like most common things that people come for is either, you know, they have a stressor that's very evident to them mm. and they need to come in and, and work through some of that. But there can also be, you can be confused uh, and be feeling off somehow and not understand what's going on for you. You can become less tolerant, so less patience. And I think there's a lot of that happening since COVID has uh, entered our lives because we don't have our usual outlets, right? So uh, people are finding themselves less tolerant, less patient. So that's an indicator of a nervous system that needs to be relaxed to some degree. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, Ruminating thoughts, worrying, things like that can also be an indicator. Uh, Physical tension in the body just alone, you might feel like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm good otherwise, but wow, I got pain here and there and there. It could be just something like that. Mm-hmm. Physical. So basically in all levels, like a physical level, on an emotional level, cognitive level, like a lot of people live with a mind that just won't slow down. Mm-hmm. So that's an indicator of, you know, revved up system.
0: You gotta think that a attention a bodyful attention would only amplify that mental mental loops i guess yes,
1: and they yeah. are loops
0: right and and another thing you said that kind of comes to mind too is if somebody has a chronic sort of condition and it doesn't seem to be getting better even with great allied health teams then maybe mm-hmm. they need something else like you said you were getting regular massage i know i've had chronic conditions forever that once i learned how to deal with them the right way they were able to be fixed but this could possibly be uh, a, a sign for that it could be linked to the cognitive side
1: yeah and you know i i am um I practice in a manner that is holistic. Hmm. I don't think that talking something through is, you know, a hundred percent going to do it. I don't think that um, body work alone is going to get us through everything, you know. So I personally think a blend is more of a healthy, hmm. more of a healthy thing, yeah. more of a healthy way to approach.
0: What what do people know? need to um, do? when they're starting to recognize that maybe they've got some challenges when it comes to their mental health, like what are the first steps? Because the stigma is being reduced, but it's still there. And a lot of people put it more on themselves and it might be external these days, but where do they start getting help?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's lots of ways. Um, There are really helpful things online. Mm -hmm. Some people find that, um, you know, at a a lower level, I'll say, um, that listening to some people on YouTube doing podcasts can really put certain things in perspective for them and really help them. Mm -hmm. Some people find self-help books, you know. so, So things like that that are easily or more easily accessible might be a place to start for some. Other people, what often happens is we let things go because we're embarrassed, mm-hmm. or don't know how to reach out, or afraid that's you know we're going to look weak or lose a job, and all these concerns are very legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can be terrifying to reach out, but people, you know, can there's helplines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm um look into eap programs if you're employed a lot of uh, places have uh, employee employee assistance programs where some of the financial burden is taken off Uh and the employer pays for some counseling or some therapy um our insurance companies can cover some of this because a lot of people are saying like "I, i just can't afford it and fair enough yeah right um so I always encourage people to utilize the resources that are there if you have employment and you have insurance, Mm. go through that. Yeah. If you don't, and a lot of people don't, it is more challenging, unfortunately. It is, yeah. It is, yeah, Um, and that's, so we're we're not there yet. Um, The taboo has certainly been changing Mm. and it's more, you know, people are feeling freer to discuss mental health concerns now which is great it's still not to the place it needs to be Mm -hmm. and these resources are not always there for everyone so lower you know socioeconomic status um do find it more challenging to Mm -hmm. find resources now there are there there are resources out there that are like nonprofit agencies helplines things like that that are in our province
0: mm-hmm.
1: more needs to happen
0: right and you know typically if we look at the social determinants of health the people that have the least amount of access are also working the longest hours because they're trying to make ends meet and also under more stress because the financial concerns and things so it's very real and very relevant for folks
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and so you know if, if people are really having challenging time accessing services you know the the, the helpline is always there it's yeah. free the yeah. mental health line um there's services online with government and different non-profit agencies yeah but getting getting some sort of activity physically mm-hmm. can be really helpful mm-hmm. just that alone can help now yes. some bodies can't like if you're injured and because you're injured you have issues mental health otherwise you know that's more of a compounded thing there yeah so so some people will find access easily and other people will struggle for sure yeah
0: Yeah, well we talked about the summer of the east coast trail if you can like if you can walk it and hike it it's free Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful and it's by water and it's in nature and we've had tons of people talk about that but it's a resounding message Mm -hmm. that's occurred Uh, you saying allow yourself to be able to do this type of exercise where you can release tension Amelia Curran talked about having a dance party with her daughter in the kitchen and like dance like nobody's watching because we can because no one's watching right now (laughs) and and I think that's the kind of message we need and so for me you know it's nice to to try something completely brand new it was really interesting it was surprising Uh, everything you said would happen actually happened which is really funny because <laughs> i thought i knew my body pretty good <laughs> but um any last uh any last uh, sort of ways that people can uh, any advice but also how can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out and, and actually try this mm-hmm.
1: so my website um is uh www.potentiality.ca so i'll spell that out it's e-n-t- I-A-L-I-T-Y dot C-A, so everything would be there on my website, email and phone number. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, some of these, so I see people individually, but I also do groups um, with this tremoring, shaking response. Okay. So, and it's uh, it's interesting to do it in a group because you look around and see that you're completely normal because everybody <laughs> yeah. else is shaking around you as well. Yeah. Yeah. um and uh, it's also more affordable to do in a group yeah, yeah than in individual sessions so right but now some people um so anyone that hasn't had a lot of trauma in their history will definitely um uh, it would be wise to start out with someone who's trained uh alone like an individual yeah session yeah i would highly recommend that yeah
0: yeah, and I'm sure that the practitioner would say that, you know, be able to recognize that if the person came forward and said you need to start slow and, and mm-hmm. have some some real good observation, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, just take it slow and, and ease into this mechanism because it can be really, really helpful. It can be really helpful for someone with PTSD. It doesn't, it's not a cure. It doesn't treat PTSD, nothing like that. But it is a big stress reduction technique and it can really connect you back with your body in a safe and healthy way mm. so um, it's really good for for that but i would do it with someone trained yes of course mm. yeah don't be
0: yeah. Going on youtube guys that's why we have experts on the show so we can hear from the best and what we need to yeah. what we need to know if we're going to start to navigate this so thanks very much for taking the time today i know you're really busy um but that was great to not only have our chat but also go through and experience it myself
1: yeah thanks very much for having me mike and thanks for having the show <laughs> thanks
0: Thank you to Carolyn Hapgood for sharing her approach to treating the body and the mind. I have to say, this was a unique episode for me and I learned a lot from her about a different way to look at mental health. If you wanna reach out to Carolyn, you can find her on her website at potentiality.ca. Well, that's this week's show. We're getting into flu season and this month is pancreatic cancer awareness month, which is near and dear to my heart. So expect episodes on those topics with some special guests. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. We'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Wellness and Healthy Lifestyle Show on your VOCM.